Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Yo, 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 it's the MMA. Rap, yo, yo, what you gotta say? Hey, 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 yay, yay, yay. My name is Lewis and I'm here to say. Coop, thanks. Appreciate it, Coop. Coop's got some nice legs. Keep the Coop. Come here, Coop. Come here, Coop. See how fucking. Come here, Coop. Throw it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> you see this, Coop? Do you see how light this is? A couple things. Less light? Definitely less light. Okay. This, is this, this is the color of cum. I understand maybe for you, Coop, this Lewis, is something You might that, have a medical issue. I have a problem. Puerto like, Rican cum is kind of brown. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you guys. You've never seen Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican cum. Puerto, you've never seen cum from, um, I've never, I can't name a city in Puerto Rico. Well, San Juan. Now, no, no, second of all, I know for a fact the this isn't, you didn't make a new pot. This is an old pot. You just made me a cup of coffee. I don't need you to make me a cup of coffee, I Coop. My, I microwaved that because it wasn't hot at all. It wasn't hot at all. Yeah. Coop, you understand if a, cup, if a pot of coffee is. Not hot at all. It's been sitting around for six hours. All day. Just gross. Do you not drink coffee? We had such a good episode last week. We had a great episode, Victor. I don't know oh, what happened shit. here. I got my headphones on. Put your headphones on. Victor's here. Coop, can you get this out of my face, please? Okay. I'll make you a new one. Can, can you never wear shorts that short in your entire life? You're going to right? throw that in Coop's face, yeah, and he would have been like, say. joke's on you. It's cold. It's freezing. <laughs> sitting here for hours. <laughs> Oh, thanks. I was actually kind of hot. Appreciate you cooling me <laughs> off with this cu- cup of coffee. The fuck was that? Uh, shout out to Yo Kratom, who would not be serving coffee hot. Yo Kratom makes everything hot, including a $60 kilo of Kratom. Hot. Kratom. Kratom. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not good at improv. Uh, great show plan. I am the Puerto Rican Rattlesnake, the king of things, the point guard of podcasting, Luis J. Gomez. He is the most consistent motherfucker on the planet, Dave Smith. Uh, Victor. Yes, sir. It's a light week. It's a light news week. It is a very light week. And we really doubled down on MMA-tainment. That's what I'm coining it last week. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to triple down on MMA-tainment this week. Oh Dude, uh, I, I like to call it MMA-adjacent <laughs> stories. MMA-adjacent, right? Did that work? MMA-adjacent. Yeah. MMA-adjacent. Yeah, MMA-adjacent. Stories, Victor. There's nothing here. There's two pages of horseshit, Vic. It, there's MMA. It's number one. It's MMA attainment. You just go with the good thing. I invented it. You can just accept that. And there's nothing going on. Even next week's fights, by the way, are it's not really the strongest card to have. Up there. I, I'm going to tell you right Cub now. Swanson's fighting. That's I, literally the only thing is Cub Swanson is fighting. Can I make something very clear? I'm telling you right now. I'm not watching next week's card. It's during Skankfest. <laughs> yeah, there's no chance. It's in Vegas. It ain't happening. The The chance that I even find the time to watch this card, this and I, I'm going to say it, this horseshit female-led card, it's ridiculous. Uh, here's what I'll say. Anybody who, instead of going to this card in Vegas, if you guys want to come to Skankfest instead, you could use your UFC ticket to get into Skankfest instead, because I feel bad for these people. You want to see a show? 
You come on down. You come watch fucking Booger Beard versus Harrington. I promise you it's going to be at least as entertaining as Vivian Arahuyo <laughs> and Alexis Grasso. <laughs> Arahuyo. I wish there was Bellator next week. I really wish it was Bellator. Uh, the 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 sound who is really doing the heavy lifting and Arahuyo. Come on, folks. I don't, that's not even her name. <laughs> How do you say it, Vic? I think it's Araho, but yeah. Araho. Really the sound ho is really doing the heavy lifting and Araho. That's mis- All right. misogynistic. It was. It, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Is it wrong, though, that it's just like... there? A main event that's a chick fight that's not even like, I, I don't know. I just don't know who these chicks I'm are. I'm not watching it. Well, I'm not watching it. I, I, I don't know. I, Pull them I up. haven't looked at these women lately. Yeah, we Pull should look at it. Vivian Araujo and Alexis Grasso. Um, I like the fact that they rhyme. It sort of fits the theme of the show. Araujo, Grasso. That's true. That's yo, not yo, bad. Yo, they got yo. something going for them. All right. Can we see, uh, let's see Vivian Araujo. By the way, this is our 40th episode, and this is what we're we're presenting. Is this is our 40th episode? Yep. 40th? 40. Really? It's a big deal. It's a big day, yeah. folks. I've been going since January. Um, there you go. Is that both of them? That's both of them? I'm assuming Araujo's on the right. I'm assuming that my boner is not going to work for at least a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, potato, potato here, folks. They're not ugly. They're they're beautiful women. I they're, they're and that's fine. That's they're also uh, good fighters. Apparently, Alexa is potato and Vivian's potato. Oh no no no! I got to disagree with you on that one. Arahu Arahu. <laughs> uh, you know what? What are their rankings, Vic? Like, are these even like? How are they main eventing a card? I don't mean to be so shitty. These chicks are very good at what they do. It's just from a fan from the fan's perspective, I'm not very motivated. Let me look it up right now. I got the uh, Grosso's ranking is number five in the women's flyweight. And then Vivian Araujo is... Six. Yeah, there you go. So Folks, five and six. Sure. Folks, it's just ain't happening. You know, the only the only fight on this card where I've heard of both fighters on the main card is Askar Askarov and Brandon Royval. And uh, and we've had Brandon on the show. He rules. Uh, if Askar Askarov was producing, if, if it was Coop, if he was asking, I wouldn't know. I'd be like, is that is that Coop or is that Askar Askarov? I have no idea. Who cares? You know, UFC should be coming at us with better events. That's what I say. I'm not well, going to sit here. Well, they have coming up, what is it, in a couple weeks, the big one. That's going to be an incredible event in Abu Dhabi. 280? Yeah. How far away are we from that? I believe, let's see here. It's on the list. No, not Charles Oliveira, Islam Makhachev. October 27th. So that's next week. <laughs> yeah. October 27th. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Next week? No, I'm sorry. It's no, in no, two no. weeks. The, the 22nd. Two Saturdays. Two Saturdays. Uh, no, no. 22nd. 280. Yeah. That's Oliveira, Makhachev. Uh, Aljamain Sterling. TJ Dillashaw. I'm going to be on Sean O'Malley. I'm going to be in, in Belize. Dude, this is, I mean, this is a fucking loaded card. And then they also got, uh, what's his name, is fighting on the prelims. Bilal, uh, Muhammad Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady. Yeah, I will be fight. watching this from Belize, from my my villa on the beach. Nobody believes you. No, everyone <laughs> believes me. Believes it because I'm going, doggy. Placencia. So your sad aunt is still going to be waiting at the movie theater for you. No, what's fucked up is I bought my aunt tickets to go see. Oh no, that's right. It wasn't movies. It was. Uh, oh, did uh, I tell you this? Yes, you told me. Yeah, I bought her tickets to go see. Um, 
Engelbert Humperdinck. I like that you said the sad thing is as if you had no control over the situation. Yeah. Because the sad thing is that I'm a scumbag. Well, no, look, I didn't fucking carve out a day in my calendar for Engelbert Humperdinck. I was bringing my aunt to see it. It was cute. Okay. And I happen to have a little bit of time. Me and my chick both have a specific week off. So we said, let's go take a little, our first trip together like this. All right. Well, that's important. So you, and you know, you I can't, I can't even. For your chick, huh? What'd you say? You, cr- you crossed your aunt for your chick. You, you said, I'm going to take my chick over you, my Vic, aunt. Vic, you got to see the difference between these two women <laughs> and how they look. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I mean, my aunt on her best fucking day. <laughs> I mean, my girl can be covered in fucking shit and flies circling around her head. I'm going to Belize with her. It's a fact. Thank you, Coop. Let me see. It's a little bit darker. It's hot. Look at this, Coop. Finally. By the way, fact, uh, Engelbert Humperdinck sang a song for the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. Beavis and Butthead to America. It was called Fly With Me, Lesbian Seagull. And it's beautiful. Let me hear that was, it. I would love they, to hear it. They sang that song? Engelbert <laughs> Humperdinck, he sang that song. Why do I remember it, kind of? It sounds familiar because we all saw this movie. I saw this a long time ago. So little known fact that that movie was the first time I hung out with uh, like some of the kids who became like my friends throughout high school. Gene Kelly, Gene from the airport, from the poem Legion of Skanks. Uh, My buddy Yaver Joffrey. Mm -hmm. Um, Yaver. 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 (laughs) Yabba dabba doo. (laughs) (laughs) And we all went to go see this movie. And um, we were in the ninth grade when this came out. And hold on, not yet. Not yet, Coop. I'm telling a story. I'm having. I'm reminiscing. We got to stretch. There's very little MMA news here. So everything that reminds me of an anecdote, it's coming out. All right? We're going down that path right now. So then we went to Baskin Robbins. No, no, no. What's the Ben and Jerry's? The we're really we're gonna get every detail of the story. <laughs> well, out, it's important. No matter how long we got to think about it's it, it's important. Actually, I believe it was a friendly. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Give me a minute. A Literally friendly. a minute. There was a friendlies in the adjacent parking lot. <laughs> no, doggy. What I'm saying, uh, because we had a Vermonster, which was um, it was thirty scoops of ice cream or something like that, mm-hmm. and like two brownies. And a cookie, and you put it all in this big giant bowl. And if you and your friends can finish their Vermonster, you get your name on the wall and like your picture. Become a Rockland like, legend. You become a Rockland County fucking Vermonster legend. And me and my and my uh, Justin Gelfond was there. He had vodka, and Justin Gelfond took the vodka and he we were all the ice cream started melting down, and it was just a soup at this point. And then he's poured vodka into it. How we built the Vermonster Sunday. Yeah, dude. It's a visual aid for the story. Uh, I appreciate the visual aid. Finally, my fucking production team uh, coming together and doing something for once. Ben and Jerry's was started in Vermont, and so they named the Vermonster after their home state. Yeah, that is also true, by the way. Mm-hmm. Side note. No, we're just going to keep running with facts. We're going to well, We can just go. I'll, you, I'll go down the, do Vermont. I love Killington. B- best skiing I've ever done in my entire life. Vermont first joined the Guys, union. let's all tell our first skiing stories. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll this finish up on this Vermont Podcasting right? 101. We're coming back to this. <laughs> this you stretch Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. So what happened? You guys all, you were teenagers and you ate a big dessert and put vodka well, in Well, no. It? Justin Galfon poured this vodka in This is worse than the, the fight card. This Dougie, weekend. That's not true. This is actually legitimately more exciting than the fight card. This it's, story. For right now, it's a tie for me. Um, 
No, he poured the vodka in it and we couldn't finish it because it was disgusting. So we cheated and we poured the Vermonster uh, like under the table. So not only did we like lie and get our picture on the wall, but then the people later on realized that we just poured it all over the floor and they had to clean it up later. Do they take your name down off the wall? Probably. They probably tried to find us afterwards and beat us up. They were also just black teenagers. There you go. Oh, this is a legit crime that you just committed. And luckily we have photographs of you right here on the wall. Luckily we are also criminals and recognize criminal activity. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So that was my story. And I'm sticking to it. I think I'm going to invite Brandon Royval on next week. Stop it. We say no more guests, dude. We don't need guests. We're going to fucking pitter patter through a fucking gay ass interview, Victor. We don't care. He ended the curse. And there's very little happening in MMA right now. There's a lot happening. I, Vic, I, think about how many episodes we had guests on where we talked MMA with them. All that time, we never even got Lewis's Ben and Jerry's. Never Monster talked about a story. <laughs> never talked you know, about ice cream tales. Yeah, I mean, never told ice cream tales from the past, Vic. It's just time that could be better spent. And we had our best month productively. Yeah, so. Uh, well, I'm just letting you know that we're fucking. This is this is why it's the best MMA show because Fine, we. Fine, I brought it up. I brought it up. That's all. We don't always need to fucking. Uh, I mean, look, by the way, I, there's also other shit. There's plenty of stuff that we could have had in here. Mir, Frank Mir wants to share uh, a card with his daughter for his retirement bout. That's a story. Aww. We're both dads. Hold on. A, hold on. That's a major story. Frank Mir has not retired. <laughs> You're telling Frank me Frank Mir is still Frank Mir's a legend. And he honestly, legend. we almost had him on the show as a guest, and that could happen. I would do a legendary status type guest. No offense to Brendan Roy Val, because he's a fucking god, dude. He broke the he curse. He broke the curse, all right? But he's not a legend yet. Okay, Frank Beer's a fucking legend. But that's a story that I would talk about, Victor. See, maybe it, it, from your perspective, Vic, you have to understand who you're dealing with. You have to produce for me and Dave. Me and Dave were annoying preachy fathers. Yeah. Okay, give us the opportunity to talk about what it would be and like. fighting on the same card as your daughter is something I can relate to. Just last night, I fought her mom and she fought her baby brother. That is true. And we both won. Mixed results. Dominant. Yeah. <laughs> Dominant victories. <laughs> That's good MMA talk right there. That is good MMA talk. <laughs> so Frank Mir wants to share a card with his daughter. I, I think Frank's great. I, I've interviewed Frank Mir before. He's the fucking man, dude. Uh, he understands MMA on a different level. He's got a daughter named Bella Mir, um, who she's young, dude. She saw her. She had her like professional MMA debut when she was like sixteen or seventeen. It was fucking crazy to think about like your daughter, much less your fucking son, dude. Your daughter going into it and like. You know, it's a fucking, that has to be a mind fuck. You have to have another level of toughness, right? Because not like, you have to be crazy to do it, right? To go and, and to fight in a cage and to just want to have punches thrown at your head. Mm-hmm. Sort of a crazy person mentality, right? At the very least, I think most people go like, yeah, you have to have, even if you don't say it in a negative way, like a crazy person, there's something there that is very different than the the yes. average person. Most people it's different, do for sure. not want to have punches thrown at their head. They're like, not, it's not worth it, especially on the lowest level where there's no money in it. You're just doing it for the sake of doing it, right? That's fucking crazy. But then, so you sort of like, you, you throw away that personal instinct survival thing to do that. You go like, well, no, I'm going to fucking just go and do this and test myself, which I get. I've done it and I, I'm going to do it again, right? But then for your own child, like my son would have to be so into fighting that it's like it's his passion. And he's in jujitsu, he, but he's in jujitsu not because I want my son to be a professional cage fighter one day. He's in jujitsu so he can defend himself and have the confidence to not have to 
to dude. I, I was I was bullied as a fucking kid, and I thought about those kids for so long. I mean, up until I was an adult, you no, would think I, about. But to give context to it, they continue to bully you to this day. <laughs> those <laughs> kids moved into Lewis's neighborhood <laughs> and ruthlessly bully him. Yeah, dude. Uh, they. But the reality is, I think about that. Or I, I did for a very long time. It's oh, a fucked up thing, man. It, all it, those fights you didn't def- you. when you didn't defend yourself, or you got bullied, or you you know you didn't stand up for yourself, or you didn't stand up for your buddy that one time. Like I think about those things. I remember my, my John Hickey got bullied in front of me in the ninth grade. We were in the ninth grade, and these fucking older kids were just kind of being shitty to him, dude. And there were just three of them, or like they were just bigger. They were like eleventh or twelfth graders, right? Like, and I did the math. Like, I was a tough enough kid. Like, I was a kid that my dorky friends would all sort of look to if some shit went down, right? But I sort of did the math and I was like, I was like, John's going to get his fucking ass kicked. If I like, if I try to like make it a thing right now, like he was getting bullied by these kids. They made him do pushups or some weird shit like that. Right. Um, and then I remember my buddy, John looked at me. He was like, Lewis, like, like he was like, almost like help me. And I, I think about it to this day. Like I, I kind of fucks me up a little bit. Like I didn't try to fight the, I should have just started punching these kids in the fucking face. But in my head, I was like, oh, we're going to get jumped by these three kids and he can't fight at all. So it's You're literally, just gonna get literally fucked up I'm three about people. to get fucked up for like, for, you know, and they're being dicks to him, but they're not like hitting him or anything. So, but I think about that. It fucked me up for a long time. I thought about that. I haven't thought about it in a while, but that was one of the things that I would think about for like up until my mid twenties. Can I tell you something, Lewis? It was you. (laughs) No, you got to let this shit go, man. Gotta let it go. It's <laughs> now not, it's not. It's not your. No, I'm gonna Lewis. find those kids, dude. Lewis, you know, it's, I, it's I felt that fault. way. By the way, you know, I was listening to, uh, <laughs> I was listening to someone berate someone, and then make fun of his appearance. You know, and I deal with this once a week at least, <laughs> and it really affects me. And that person is Coop. I'm Coop. I wish I defended you earlier today. <laughs> I was just Vic. Just did the math. He was like, Lewis is there in studio. I'm on a computer thousands of miles away you know this is just gonna end up bad <laughs> this, this is just isn't gonna work lewis did say i had nice legs though i didn't forget about that. you do have nice legs but you need to start it's gay that you're trying to show them off you know like it's fine dude. if it wasn't gay why would lewis be so turned on you we, we should never know a man has nice legs until it's too late <laughs> hate crime you're hey, you're in a fucking this guy with great legs is raping me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Or you know you're like the first time you're like on vacation together. You're in a pool. He's wearing like shoes. Like oh shit, this dog has got some nice ca- fucking calves on him. <laughs> yeah, dude. Calves. He's got some nice calves. Caves. I forgot the word for lower legs. <laughs> calves. He's got some nice calves on him. I should not know that in the work environment, our office. It but, should be, we yeah. should be in a steam room for the first time. I should look down at your legs and go, oh, dude, nice fucking legs. Coop. It's uh, it's unprofessional. Um, yeah, no, I getting bullied. Fuck, I, you know, I got bullied real bad, especially when I was like a younger kid. When I was like, uh, like, uh, six, seven, eight years old, and it fucked me up for a long time. And like, throughout, you know, I'd say, you know, like into being a teenager and stuff like that, it was still something that really shaped me. It's yeah. a fucked up thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to have your kid like, no jujitsu and be confident that they're like they can handle themselves forget even ever having to use it i just having the confidence nine-year-old me i feel like i would smoke my son like my son is such a privileged little pussy compared to me but not really like my son's been boxing and like my son has had to like just throw a leg kick if he threw a leg kick at me right now it would hurt like he knows how to throw a leg kick he knows how to throw like lay in a fucking overhand right like he knows how to like slip a punch and like other question is would he do it 
in the context of a street fight because he is just such a sweet kid. Yeah, I don't know. Like, would, I, he, I would think he be able would, to hit someone? But I think it would kick in. I and think prop- I think the instinct of him going like, oh, I know jujitsu. I know how to get on top. I know how to mount. I know the how jujitsu to- thing is really what would... would it I really think it would kick... He does it, it so much that I think the, the yeah. muscle memory would kick well, in. Well, I think also for like a sweet kid, like like for if people don't know, like Lewis's kid is legitimately just like the sweetest kid you could imagine. Like very, uh, very just like concerned with other people's feelings and very very nice kid um the thing about jujitsu that's perfect for someone like that is that he might even if he's like knows technique he might have like some hesitation about like punching someone in the face because he's just like ah, i don't know i'm like this innocent 10 year old but he will not have a hesitation about slapping a kimura on them and snapping their shoulder no but just i mean just to control someone's like Posi- like controlling position isn't like that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I can just fucking take your back and just. Which uh, very often when you're bullied, I mean, I remember being ground and pounded. <laughs> I shouldn't say being bullied. I got ground and pounded in the sixth grade by this kid Baba Tunde, who I was bullying him. To be honest, I was bullying him and this kid John. This kid John, I took his milk and I emptied it out in his plate. Did you start this lunch? I remember getting bullied this one time. <laughs> I kept taking this kid's money and he snapped and beat the shit out of me. Like, Jesus, you fucking bully. And I, I took this kid's milk and I, I did the bully move where I, I poured it over his lunch tray. And then he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, what are you going to do? And then his buddy, this little African kid, double leg took You me don't down. know what I'm going to do? <laughs> Dougie. He I'm going du- to haunt your dreams. Dougie, he double leg took me down. You will be talking about me on a podcast in 30 Dougie, years. He mounted me and then he ground and pounded me in front of the whole school as they all cheered for him. He was right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. They, they cheered like, get him. Yeah, finally. The tyrant <laughs> Luis Gomez. Luis J. Luis Gomez. <laughs> Motherfucker. You were a bully, man. You know that, don't you? You are a bully, Vic. Don't come at me like this. I've protected, you know what? Now, Dave's protected you your you, whole life, and I've, I don't know. You bullied Chris Tinkle, Vic, for years. Chris Tinkle and I talk like every two weeks. We're still friends. That's because he's scared not to be your friend. <laughs> We're pals. I just don't understand. How is Chris Tinkle going, doing? He's coming to fest. Oh, is he? Oh, great. He's going to be out there. You guys are, uh, he's looking forward <clears throat> to hanging out with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to that too. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, Tinkle will be a, a good time, man. How old yeah. did, did you tell, by the way, did you tell Dave about your spat with the guy that owns a gym with former UFC contender TJ Grant? I don't even remember what he, you know, this guy, what's his name? Oh, yeah, TJ Grant was like, he had injuries that just like took him out. He was like, if he you was remember, f- he was on the rise. He was about to get a title fight, I think. He had a concussion that took him out. Oh, that and, sucks. Uh, but he was going to fight Benson Henderson, and that that went wrong, the wrong way. But uh, if you remember, he, he beat um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jesus Christ! I fucking the guy who trained at Extreme Couture, who was a fucking really good lightweight the guy. who fought Frankie Edgar three times. Um, oh, oh, Jesus Christ! What am I fucking? Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking on, about uh, Gray Maynard. Gray Maynard. He beat Gray Maynard like in Gray Maynard's like prime. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Holy shit!" Like this big. Say- and then yeah, that's right. He was going to fight for the title. And then got fucked up. Now that, by the way, the concussion thing—that is the reason why I wouldn't fucking want my kids. I wouldn't want my kids doing anything. Like I wouldn't want them playing tackle football or doing any type of fighting. I just wouldn't want them taking shots to the head. Yeah, like, it's just too scary to me. Of like, what? It's, it's just a very risky thing. Like it's really genuinely now, now very would risky. You, well, let's say your kid just wanted to train jujitsu or striking or. I I would um I would have absolutely no problem training jujitsu. I'd encourage that. Yeah. 
um training striking stuff I, i'm not completely opposed to it i'd be i'd be concerned about like hard sparring and shit like that like that I kids don't, don't really hard spar yeah so as long as they weren't doing that well I, I didn't know how old like what age you're talking about but as long as they weren't doing like hard sparring i mean that's it you know like my son would have to if my son got just really good really really good you know, at jujitsu, let's see, he's just a killer at jujitsu. You know, he's 13, 14 years old. He's becoming like, like, holy shit, like he's a real athlete now. And like, you know, and he's like, oh, I want to make the transition to MMA. Like, yeah, I would 100% support him. I just wouldn't, it would be really rough to watch. I mean, if my son has a cough, yeah. like I get like <clears throat> anxious. I would, I would really discourage my kids from doing it. I mean, I guess there's a certain like level that if this was their life and their passion and really felt like it was their calling, yeah. that eventually you're gonna be like, all right, fuck. I guess, you know, maybe. But I would really do everything I could to discourage that. It's just like, dude, there's really taken, like brain damage is fucking a really profound thing to fuck with. It's a real yeah. profound thing to risk. It's not like risking like blowing out your knees. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, it's I don't know. It would creep me out. I would not. I would not want that for my kids, especially a young kid, because they're taking sustained, you know, head trauma throughout years and years and years and years. A, a little bit of a different thing. Um, yeah, I would have a hard time. But yeah, look, Frank Mir. Either way, you know, he Frank um, Mir does not have this concern because he has head trauma. <laughs> yeah, he's. Sorry. But his daughter, she's three and zero, and she's uh, yeah, dude, a legitimate prospect. I also, th I, I'll also say, you know, Frank Mir might have a different perspective on this. And there's that great line. Uh, do you ever see uh, Hoosiers? Great movie. It's with uh, Gene Hackman. He's the basketball coach. Um, fucking great movie, like just a great old school basketball fucking movie, and he's trying to get this kid to play on the high school team, and I think it's his uh, like I think it, the kid's parents are dead, but it's his like older sister he's talking to, and she's like she doesn't want him to play, but he's really good. And Gene Hackman's trying to convince her to let him play, and she says, uh, I forget that it's been years since I saw this movie. But basically, she says something. She's like, why? So he can be like it's like small town, you know, like high school sports and he goes she's like why so he can be like one of these losers who's sitting at the bar in their 40s talking about when they were gods back when they were on the high school team and how many points they scored and gene hackman goes uh he goes most people would uh give anything to feel like a god just once in their life hmm. and it's a kind of interesting thing that you're like maybe for, you know frank Mir might have some uh, different feeling about like yeah you know like do you know what the fuck it feels like to tap Brock Lesnar out yeah. inside of an octagon and then to hold, feel the that, UFC, hold the UFC title, heavyweight title, yeah. to be like, forget it all, forget pound for pound, to be the baddest yes. man on the planet. Like, there was because a time, you know what that is. There was like, genuinely I mean, a time where Frank Mir was the baddest man on the planet, besides Fedor. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. It was. You know, it was. It was debatable at least. Yes. Debatable. But yeah, look, he was the fucking man. He saw the absolute highest level of. I mean, sport. where he could. He, it was at the very least twice, debatable. By the way, he was he was that twice Frank the Mir could. There was a time where Frank Mir could kill any person on the planet with his bare hands. Yes, there was a time, including Fedor. Now I'm not saying that he would have beat Fedor, but he could have. Uh, any given Sunday, Frank Mir could have beat Fedor, right? And he could have it could have gone to the ground, and Frank Mir had the skill set to be able. Yes, to Frank Mir was a, Frank Mir uh, Noguera at that time was considered the best. Yeah. heavyweight jiu-jitsu uh, MMA fighter. And Frank Mir went to the ground with him and ripped his arm yep. off of his body. So and like, then yeah. Frank Mir put people to sleep. He put Krokop yeah. to sleep. He fucking... Frank Mir's a fucking bad man, dude. Yes. It's a scary, scary, bad fucking man. And uh, I mean, yeah, there's got to be something about that where you go, hey, dude, I'm the guy 
in the world where I could beat just about anybody. All these guys that are smaller than me, dude, I would have fucking torn Chuck Liddell's arms off his body. I would have fucking, I would have destroyed any of these guys that were smaller. I was the heavyweight champion of the world. And that glory and that greatness, very few people in the world can experience something like that. That's a very, very high level. Yeah, well, this is the one I was talking about. And this was the guy who's considered to have the best jujitsu. Wow. Wasn't going to tap. Broke his shoulder. And flips him back over and then won't tap won't tap and ooh, still ooh, ooh, ends up tapping ooh, anyway because he ripped his shoulder clean up this That's is when he knocked him out yeah uh, the first time they fought which was you dude, know frank's that. a fucking monster dude oh yeah so you're right about the perspective you know they you might know? just have a different perspective and on honestly it, like, i know this girl wrestles she's like a uh super like accomplished like high school wrestler and athlete um, it said, you know, I'll when you have all the perspective of like, I'm sure he's going, ah, these girls are just going to punch you in the face. They're girls. What are they going to really do? <laughs> it's like, I fought fucking the biggest, baddest men on the planet. Dude. Maybe that also goes into yeah, his mind. Let me know when you're fighting Brock Lesnar and I'll be concerned <laughs> for now. I think you're all right. <laughs> but he said he would let her headline a card, which is very nice. Now, obviously I don't think that would happen, but maybe, maybe you want me to, you, you want me to finish out the scenario. You want me to tell you how it ends? Good. Okay. She uh, she does two more fights. She meets a guy or a girl, we don't know, with a neck tattoo, gets knocked up. He or she makes it to Bellator, but uh, they quite don't happen. Then he goes to work with uh, her dad at the Spearmint Rhino out there in Vegas. And, uh, <laughs> and that's how it ends. As a bouncer or a stripper? Am I being today? Am I just... What is what going on with you, Victor? There's a darkness floating around me today. Her name is Bella Mir. Bellator? Bella Mir? There's a path. Mm, There's a path. There you there. Go. Good, good branding uh, effort. Okay, real quick, let's thank yokratum.com for being a major supporter of this show. Marky sponsors for Skankfest. Marky sponsors for YoMMA Rap. There's not a better company in podcast sponsorship than yokratum.com. Hell yeah, yokratum.com, the home of the $60 kilo and the best sponsor of everything we do, not just this show, but the whole network, Skankfest, all of it. Go support them. Get yourself a $60 kilo. Yeah, if you're over the age of 21 years old and you're in the market for Kratom already, just get it from YoKratom.com. You don't have to go spend more money at a smoke shop or your local gas station. Get it delivered to your door right from YoKratom.com. All right, where were we? So, all right, so what? All right, this guy on Twitter. So I, I guess me and you were talking about something, and I made the point that- does that, sound like us. I made the point that at the end of a jiu-jitsu class, you compete. You know, there's 15 to 20 minutes of rolling. And it gets pretty competitive, you know. Um, I don't remember exactly what I said, but this guy, Alejandro Macedonia, oh. sounds like a goddamn fucking nut. Uh, rolling at the end of a class and competing are not the same at all. I'm a black belt. I've competed at every rank. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, at, he does. You know, let me wrap at, I kind of get where he's coming from. Okay. Then I wrote, maybe you roll like a bitch. <laughs> 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 I'll tear your fucking shoulder out of your body, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> right okay then he goes i own a gym with a former ufc contender penis breath so then i wrote penis breath we used by to the like, way he I, then, i've never heard of a ufc that. fighter named penis breath any relation to booger beard <laughs> i'm fucking on a roll here on twitter by the way folks crushing it um and then did it teeter off after that i don't know teetered off i like the penis breath is an insult from et that the like eight-year-old says hell yeah we used to use that one when we were kids penis breath was something we would throw out in the seventh grade it was a yeah. uh, it was a good one you don't want your breath to smell like penis no. why would it everyone's mom's breath smells like penis kind of but how often your mom kiss you on the face after she had penis on her breath 
Not often. I bet you she did, dude. I bet she sucked your dad off, and then she came out and made you breakfast multiple times. My mom and my dad weren't together for my entire childhood. When did they break up? My point is she was sucking random men. <laughs> oh, my God. That, it wasn't even wasn't even your DNA. <laughs> oh, she's kissing you with random dude DNA. Uh, yeah, so no, uh, look, I don't know who this fucking guy is, okay? But if he wants to come and get some at Alice Manny, he can do it as well, dude. Get in line. Yeah, but get in get line, like, way, But get in line, like, behind all the white belts. Macadunos. wants to fight first. Menudo. By yeah. the way, he respectfully, but that was a reaction to somebody else who asked him for his credentials. But I don't think gave it to him. But I don't think uh, you know his point isn't really that good because Lewis was saying competing in the casual sense of the word, like he wasn't saying that there's it's the same thing as being in a competition as to roll at the end of a class. He was just making the point that you're competing you're using your yes. jiu-jitsu against someone yes like. i wasn't saying that like yes obviously high level competition you're going in a much harder much crazier capacity. yes at the end of jiu-jitsu class you might be trying something or working on something new whereas if, if you're going into a competition yeah. you're trying to win the point right? is compared to other martial arts okay um the jiu-jitsu is put into practice it is a practical martial art when you go at the end of i'm telling you right now at the end of class i try I'm trying to tap out the other guys. They're trying to tap out me. We are trying to impress the instructor. We are trying to fucking get one over on each other. It's not It's not the same viciousness. We're not trying to hurt each other. I'm not going to go like knee belly and dig my fucking knee into somebody's fucking, you know, I'm not going to, you know, really snap an arm back if I catch an arm bar, you know, without like, I'm really caring about this guy because it's my training partner. So yes, there's definitely, you know, it's not the same intensity or level of like competition but it gets pretty hardcore and there are guys who go really fucking hard there are guys that really are fucking going out there um and they're they're trying to test themselves the high level guys there's brown belts and black belts where you're you're like holy shit these guys are fucking going at it so he he knows what the fuck i'm talking about he knows what i'm talking about come on but what what you said just to be clear you said you could beat Tom Hardy. I can beat we Tom We were Hardy. all talking about how Tom <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know what? Now we're pulling it back to that. Okay. I can. Because Tom Hardy had won those BGAJ tournaments, and you said oh, yeah, you, you were You were actually really making the point that he's accusing you of making. You were. I was like, well, you've never competed. And you were like, I compete every day, doggy. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Okay. But here's the thing. I don't believe that Tom Hardy's experience competing in a jiu-jitsu tournament it gives them that much more of an advantage over what I've done. And I do think that I would beat Tom Hardy in jujitsu. He's half my size. Well, the size, the size thing is a big deal. Takes out a punch. Get your back on the mat, control his wrist, grab his wrist, get it off your neck. First of all, and then get your head and back on the mat. He's tapping. Well, can I ask a question to both of you guys? What? Uh, have you both, have either of you competed in an actual competition, like a sport? Yes, a I, have an, I have an amateur MMA fight, Victor. <laughs> okay. All right. What are you laughing What's at my that? amateur MMA fight? It, it, I, my life was on the line. Uh, I, in a sport? Like a, <laughs> a combat sport? No. Or even like like I was, I was in a wrestling tournament. I was in wrestling tournaments in high school. I'd consider that, I, I consider that a combat sport. No, I mean, I was a basketball player in, in high school, but I... Uh, I played a whole lot of basketball, but uh, well then. So when you played basketball, though, you you were out there to win that game. It was it was a little different than just practicing, right? Well, I mean, yeah, sure. but like, uh, yeah, like it. 
it, it that's a fair comparison to this but i so i think the point is like no there there would be games like we would scrimmage in practice um that games that got really competitive that were i mean at the same like in the same sense you were trying to win like you were really fucking yeah they would we would do things where like you know you had to like fucking run suicides whoever lost the fucking game and it was like you were trying with everything you had to win dude in my jiu-jitsu gym the losers have to commit actual suicide yeah well that's a little bit higher stakes my coach used to always uh go at the end he was a great coach by the way but every time and it still worked every time you compete and then if you won he'd go maybe you'd be a good teammate you run suicides with him that's all i'm saying Oh, no. You want to like show them that we're a family. No, we won. And every time you would just be like, all right, yeah, I guess I got to do it because you wanted to impress the coach. Of course. But Dude, was, that's the one thing that I hate about jujitsu, by the way. They're is, like, maybe even though you beat him, you commit suicide. Well, I'm just saying. I, yeah, well, no, I, me looking over for the approval of this man all the time, it's fucking, it fucks me up a little bit every time. It's just like the time those three guys bitched you and your friend out and you did nothing. I did nothing. I just let John do push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> They bullied him like the million dollar man. <laughs> your form's off, kid. Say, hey, your butt's up in the air. That one doesn't count. That, that uh, I read that story, by the way. The um, You know, the, the kid, the famous one where he was like, if you could dribble the basketball or whatever, then he kicks the basketball out. The kid, the million dollar man. Like the little black know. kid. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The, with uh, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, uh, they came out and said that that was like set up. Like they, they gave him like free tickets to like be there and he got to meet all the wrestlers backstage in order to like be a part of it. All right. Well, that's yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. I thought he was, I really thought Million Dollar Man just fucking didn't give a shit. Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I know this guy's rich, He's but. Soulless. <laughs> soulless. Uh, okay. So. Let's see. Alistair Overeem wins a glory kickboxing match. Really? Against Badr. Is that how you pronounce it? Badr Hari. Can we, do we have the highlights of In this? their trilogy bout from Saturday night. It was a comeback. Apparently, Alistair was losing uh, the, the fight. Alistair's just a fuck. First of all, he's on steroids again. There's no way he's not. I saw a picture just, again. just him not even flexing. It was crazy. Really? He's definitely on steroids again. There's no, they're not testing. You, you, there's no USADA testing in glory kickboxing overseas. More power to him. I also don't really have a problem with these guys. If they're going and competing in an organ, organization where nobody's being tested, just let it be fair. Well, it's almost, yeah, if that's the agreement, like if we're all doing steroids here, then fine. Yeah. It's like, well, like bodybuilding competitions. People are like, oh, they should be clean. I was like, I want to see freaks. What are you? I, they, they should be houses. What is it bodybuilding? What? First uh, off, I don't want to see any of it. I don't understand I who enjoys see their bodies. <laughs> this is. Oh, I don't know if he's on steroids. He doesn't look like he did when he was on roids. Ooh, he's kidding. Why does that guy have a big hairy patch on his back? See that? Yeah, dude. dude, oh my god, those fucking punches are so heavy. I mean, just the the idea that is that a giant mole? Is that is that mole or just hair? I don't know. It's weird though. It's fucking up. I think it's a giant moly hair, a hairy mole. Alistair was just grossed out by his back, so he jumped onto the ground. Ooh, Ooh. nice uppercut. Ooh, dude, imagine, imagine. Ooh. See, Lewis has competed at this level, by the way. Come on. Every fucking, every Tuesday and Thursday night I compete at this level. Every Tuesday and Thursday night from 7 to 7, 15 p.m. Here's me. Who did, who did you fight, by the way, for your life against? 
Ryan O'Neal, Ellis Mania. For his life, Dave. For my life, dude. I mean, that was that was a competition for sure. It was, it was an amateur, you know. It was an amateur right. MMA fight, and you know, if I knew then what I know now, I would have fucking literally murdered him. Let's play the entire second round. You know what? <laughs> the second round. Play a third round, doggy. Play a third round. Let's play the first or the third. Let's avoid that second. I won the second round. It just you want it taking it off. Dave, how about you fucking... I haven't seen you do more than a brisk walk in eight years. All right. You fucking lazy Jew. No, listen, dude. I was just catching your back. I'm saying just don't play the second round. Uh, Greg Hardy, who Got was defensive recently... about that. Greg Hardy, who was recently let go from the <laughs> UFC, made his pro boxing debut um, against... Who was this guy? Who cares? He was half a size. That's the main gist of it. Yeah, it seemed like kind of a weird fight. Let me see. Well, watch the walk up, by the way, to this. Look at him. I mean, it's the, <laughs> the oh, size Jesus. looks ridiculous. You can't believe they let these two fight. Oh, my God. Greg Hardy's big, huh? And he needed two rounds to take him down. This guy didn't want to be in there. Yeah, it looked like that. That guy was just fucking, yeah. He didn't want to be in there. Yeah, geez. How is that sanctioned? He looks like he's like three weight classes bigger than him. Yeah. Well, I mean, depending on what the uh, the weight limit is. Yeah, I guess. All right. That was bad. Uh, all right. So, look, maybe, you know what? If, if uh, fucking Tom Hardy doesn't want to fight me. He has, want to he's do been jiu-jitsu. ducking you. He has been ducking me. Another celebrity apparently is doing jujitsu. Megadeth's Dave Mustaine. Um, he gets his brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. He might cause You some... can be Dave Mustaine, I think. I mean, when I see his head, I'm like, I feel like I could take him. But then you see that brown belt. I see that brown belt. How old is Dave Mustaine? 61. There's got to be there's got to be an age, right? Where he just like somebody deteriorates. It, it a 61-year-old who just got his brown belt though, he could probably tap you out, no? He must be still able to be really good at it if they gave him his brown belt. No, because that's the thing. You can be an old, like if you start jujitsu at 70, you can make your way to your black belt and there's, you're never beating a 19 year old blue belt. It's just not happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll still get there because it's just, you're sort of like competing against yourself. It's, it's like, there's older guys in class and there's, you sort of work through it. The guy, there's guys that have gotten their blue belt now, you know, but they're 50 years old. It's just because they've been doing it for a long time. They're committed. They are good. But if they get against a really young, athletic dude who's, who understands what they're tough. doing. I'm not young or athletic, though. So the point I'm making is that David Sankasov would probably still beat me in jiu-jitsu, ultimately. Because I move like an agile 60-year-old. Like, I'm fucking out there, dude. If, if, you, if you found out I was 60, be like, oh, that guy's 60, dude. He's a fucking, <laughs> he's a fucking, he's a killer for 60. She goes, I mean, sure, his arthritis is getting to him, but, you know, look at him. Look at his technique. <laughs> yeah, I like, dude, I grew up on Megadeth. They're still uh, still playing music, man. They love they? Megadeth music. Um, Ed uh, or EJ Dolo in the race live chat says, you notice Lewis wants to fight every person except for the one person who makes sense, Brendan Schaub. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. Now, I need fat old celebrities, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. But no, I mean, I'll give you credit that I think with both your fights that you've done, 
the or the last one you did and the one that you have coming up, were both like, um, I mean, in hindsight, like you were, you know, just much better than Ryan O'Neill. But going into that, it was like he was like, oh, he's a black belt, and you, yeah. didn't, you didn't train. I never like, trained a day in my life. In my like, mind, Ryan O'Neill was going to be able to kick me in the head at will. Right. It was like no, it was a kind of thing like, oh shit, this might be a real I was challenge. Fucking terrified. Going into it, I was absolutely terrified, and uh, you know, you know, no. Were you wearing headgear? No. Well, we were at first, but then my headgear broke, and then we just took it off when I was in top position on the ground. Wasn't a good time for them to take off his headgear. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it was, and but and this fight certainly is like it's definitely it's you're challenging yourself to take this fight. Uh, So it's not like you know, yeah, you're not gonna fight Brendan Schaub. Brendan Schaub, like. I know, I'm sure this guy gets it and he's joking around and shit, but like, I think sometimes people just don't understand the levels of like fighting and how good Brendan Schaub was. Yeah. Like, to be like, they're like, well, I mean, he lost as many as he won. He's like, yeah, in the UFC yeah, heavyweight no. division. No, we were just talking about how Frank Mir was the baddest <laughs> man on the fucking planet. To be honest with you, when the, at one point they could have crossed paths and Brendan Schaub could have beat Frank Mir. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that, like that's at, at the time. Not, not when Frank Mir was at the top. I'm saying like when. F- Frank, when yeah, Brendan Schaub came it's into possible. the UFC, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, the the reality is like, until you go and train with guys who like are high, high level, you don't really know. And then once you know, you realize exactly what a little bitch you are in the fucking world. And we are little bitches in the world. You, everyone listening to the show, you're a little bitch. I'm a little bitch. Dave's a little. I bitch. I know what you're trying to tell yourself. Hey, I run a jujitsu gym with a former world champion contender. <laughs> I'm a black belt. Listen to what Lewis is saying. I'm telling you right now, dude. And that guy who runs a jujitsu gym with a UFC contender, he'll tell you. He's like, yeah, dude. I Compared are- to a UFC contender, he's a little bitch. Yeah. And it is. And I'm sure he's a fucking bad motherfucker, dude. Dude, uh, just. Hey, this is Shaw versus Croak Up. Oh, yeah. We don't need to fucking show Shaw being awesome. Do you not understand uh, what we're the, trying to do? He's the gringo poppy. You know, you know what we're trying to do here, Coop? Trying to get views on the fighter and the kid Reddit, not by praising him. <laughs> be trashing him <laughs> it won't happen again fucking stupid ass do you not know how this works got my fucking production so team. angry at you Coop. they don't get it dude Cooper is fucking beautiful thighs it was a chill. sick knockout though to be fair doggy I mean, like, chill should have seen the way his fucking head chill no dude talk about his uh, shortcomings all right i mean please i think he's better yeah. at comedy than i am though i don't know he's better at comedy than you think brendan Schaub's better at comedy than you Coop? do you think i do a better job than brendan Schaub? I've never seen Co- Coop do comedy. I've yeah, done how three I... spots, and that's you've and only I... done three spots ever in your life. Only ever in my life. One I like bombed terribly. It was complete silence. One I actually did really well, and then one was kind of like in the middle, lukewarm. So yes. the, Brent... the last one was equivalent to Brendan Schaub's last special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say Brendan Schaub is better than you. Yes, probably, maybe. Some, some people got point, natural you talent. Point out that Latina chicks love hot Cheetos. They do love hot Cheetos. That's like half your act right there. If you can. Now, Coop, I'm sure you'll be fine. You've only done three sets ever, though. Yeah. I mean, I I just wanted to see what it was like, you know, going up. When was this? Get out of my comfort zone. Before I started here, it was. Oh, so you're not trying to be a comic. I don't know. I mean, if it. I know it's probably not. That's a yes. That's a yes. He's trying to be a comic still. Well, if you're trying to be a comic still, you need to go do comedy. Yeah. Also, you got to get funny. What about you not being a funny human being? Yeah, I mean that's tough. That's a that's a roadblock. You for need sure. two things. Can Coop. you go back in time and have a harder childhood? Yeah, Coop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You that need two helpful. things. You need to have. Uh, you need to be funny. Right. The number one most important. No brainer. Yeah. And then you need to have good taste in comedy. 
Okay. You have to like great comedy. Because you can be a funny person and like horse shit, and that can lead you down a really bad path. I, I like Dave Chappelle. I mean, like I listen to most of Dave Chappelle's, Bill Burr's stuff. I saw Bill Burr live the other day, so I like. I feel like I have some good uh, taste. Damn it! If you were funny, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, you've, got, <laughs> you've got one out of. It's the even two sadder because he has <laughs> half the qualities, dude. I was bullied for my notoriously thin legs in high school, though. So that, and look, that, at, look that at good, them now. Yeah, and look at them now. Yeah. So that's why you're showing off those beautiful legs. Yeah. Get, get back at those kids from high school. Exactly. They're watching right now. All right. Can, um, I, go can ahead. I offer some advice Please. as a non-comedian? Please. And, and this is why I've always felt, Lewis, that, I mean, you've gotten pretty high, Lewis, but you could go over. People like it when people fall down, Coop. You're going down the stairs. You trip. You roll down. I'm saying literally. <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's me all the time. I'm I, I'm like the type to think uh, about. Walking I thought you were saying walking. figuratively, like. Fall yeah, I thought down there was life. gonna be a deep message there. You're just Vic, saying go up on stage. Is that a reboot stage. reference? <laughs> no, I don't. I no. I'm. This is my honest opinion, right? Go here, go up on stage and just fall a lot. Coop, if you could find yeah. an escalator going up, and if you could just continuously fall down it, <laughs> just forever in perpetuity, bang. You're you're taking Lewis coffee. You stumble, you <laughs> spill the coffee on yourself. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'll make sure to do that next time. All right. Uh, let's see. Uriah Hall, who just retired from MMA, is set to make his boxing debut against NFL player LeVon Bell. Who's LeVon Bell? I've heard this name. He's um running back for the Steelers. Former right. running back for the Steelers and the y- Jets. Yeah, that seems this seems insane. Is LeVon Bell like an extremely amazing boxer? He must be really good. Uriah Hall is a really good striker. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, we've never seen him box before, but he throws punches that are like yeah. very good punches. Yes, he's, I mean, he's a great striker. He's a great striker. He's fighting a football player. Like, does a football player have some MMA? Can we see LeVon Bell hitting pads or something? Do we have any, you know? I think he's had some he, he, fights before. Oh, okay. he has, and he's knocked someone out. I'm pretty sure. Ooh, yeah, Adrian okay. Peterson, so he, another football player. Wait, he knocked out Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the video here. If you yeah, want to see, I it. must have missed this. He, he slept him. I was going to say, the guy in the yellow looks like he's got good hands. Yeah. Wow. That was... An, I think a lot of it is show. his athleticism. Yeah, very That's athletic. his only fight so far, by the But he had, good, he had good head movement, you know? Yeah, no, he looked good. He's clearly... It doesn't matter, though. He's going to get fucking smoked by Uriah. Probably. Probably, right? How big is it? He's a big guy, probably. Uriah Hall fought at uh, 185. All right. All right. There we go. Uh, I'm looking it up now. Sorry, I was on mute. I got it. It's six foot. He's six foot. Okay. Uh, Patty Pimblett. This is our last story. We got to ra- wrap up in a minute. Patty Pimblett says no one wants to fight him at UFC 282. And Terrence McKinney disagrees. Yeah, Terrence McKinney trying to angle for this fight. Patty Pimblett's like, no one wants to fight me. And Terrence, Terrence McKinney is like, I've made my whole career that I want to fight you very much. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with this, Vic? Do we have any more information on this? No, I just think that uh, it's kind of dishonest, you'd think of, uh, unless, unless Terrence, who we've known, and has been on the show has he's an honest dude is lying one of these guys has no to be terrence lying. not lying because he's patty. publicly calling out patty left and right terrence and over and over again so yeah, yeah I, I look here's the thing i think patty pimblett's great i genuinely think he's awesome um i'm i'm a fan of terrence mckinney obviously i'm more of a fan of terrence mckinney friend of the show um 
I think Terrence McKinney gives Patty Pimblett problems. I don't think the UFC is trying to give Patty Pimblett that fight right now. Yeah, it's but at the same time, it is a fight that would make sense because you're kind of like, look, you you've got this guy in Patty who has way bigger stardom than what he's the, the level of competition he's actually fought and his accomplishments i should say the, yeah, he, yeah. He, and good for him for creating that and being so entertaining and this fun personality and stuff but he's either gonna be this good and deserve it or he's gonna lose and stumble along the way and if he's gonna stumble along the way you might as well give that juice to someone who looks like they could be a real contender going forward so you might, I think you might as well have this fight. You know, I hear a lot of people were saying like, no, they'll fight down the road, you know, in five years when it's like for a title or for a contender fight or something like that. And you're just like, I don't know. They could still do that. They could, if they're both going to rise to the top, they could still fight again and have a rematch in five years. I think it would be a great fight right now. And I do agree with you. I think Terrence McKinney gives Patty big problems, big problems. His yeah. speed, his power, his wrestling. He's he's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, I, I just don't see where. Um, let's see. Um, I, I don't see where um, Patty has an advantage really anywhere. I think the athleticism, the speed, the power goes to Terrence. I think I, I guess you could say that Patty. He I don't actually know. I don't have the records in front of me. I think he has probably more submission victories. Um, you know, creative. He's a fight. Like I think Patty's a really fun, creative fighter. Yeah. I just think that Terrence would give it'd be a real fucking handful. I've seen Patty get hit and hurt in all of his UFC fights so far. There's been moments where you're like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, Patty's Patty's got some chinks in the armor right there. And I think that Terrence is a fucking just a very, very special athlete. Um, you know, we'll see what I, I mean. Look, it's also the sky's the limit. We'll see how Patty comes along. You know, who 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 am I thinking of that? Um we're thinking of that at 170 that was British that just sort of teetered out that didn't have his Till? Yeah, I'm thinking of Darren Till. Yeah, Darren Till. You know, Till's another one where like they had a lot of heat, a ton of heat ton coming of heat. into to the UFC, and they they put a lot of stock on him, and then some injuries and some tough losses, and like Patty Pimblett, as he gets into the higher level of competition, we'll see how he does because the lower level competitions right now seems to be like giving him, at the very least, giving him a well, test. That's, that's one of the things that's a little bit strange about his situation, and it kind of speaks to how fun of a, of a character he is and how fun he is to watch fight. Um, but usually, there are guys like this, say Darren Till uh, is the example you used, who had a tremendous amount of heat at that point. Um, Conor McGregor in the beginning, uh, you know, Sean O'Malley is a good example of this right now. Hmm. Doesn't really have any win that you could point to over like a real, like a top five guy or something like that. But all of those guys, what they all had in common was that they were smoking everyone. Now they maybe at the time hadn't fought the best of the best guys. And then once they started doing that, it, you know, some things were revealed, but like Patty's like had moments of struggling with guys that he's fought this isn't even like it's not like he's just been smoking everybody yeah. that he's fought and so you're kind of like all right he's got so much hype but there is such a big look just to fight terrence mckinney would be a huge jump in competition 
yeah. from what he's been fighting oh, so 100%. far. Oh, 100%. He hasn't fought. And like, by the way, the loss that Terrence has against fucking Dober, he looks so good in that fight. It was such a fucking Dober crazy is, fight. Dober's dude. a top 10 guy. He's yeah. a very talented fighter. And he was wrecking Dober yeah. and then kind of like punched himself out yeah, and like went for the caught. kill yeah. a little too much. He got caught. Um. So look, I, I'd love to see that fight. I'd like to see it now. Why not, right? But I agree with you. Put it on now. They don't need to wait on anything. This is what's beautiful about the UFC is you, you, you fight the best guys that are in front of you. And it's sort of like like built into it and you get a few guys right at the very top sort of pick and choose their fights but the reality is everyone else sort of has to fight so why wait right now that fight genuinely could come in event a pay-per-view or could headline a, a fight night with ease and get so much interest i right? think we could squeeze it into this saturday's <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> All right, look, let's wrap this one up shout out to yo kratom.com for supporting today's show home of the 60 dollar kilo go support your kratom.com they are supporting us and everything that we do if you guys want to watch Skankfest live this weekend coming up uh you can do it on mintcomedy.com 12 different live streams yeah. 10 dollars per stream everything from legion of skanks live to goddamn comedy jam part of the problem and many other shows kill tony and more uh mintcomedy.com check us out live on the road lewis of skanks.com is my website uh, comicdavesmith.com comicdavesmith more stuff coming up me and Aaronberg the Offend Everyone Tour continues to ride on all the way through January and subscribe to Gas Digital use the promo code YOMMA for a 7 day free trial get instant access to the on demand library for all the shows here on the network plus access to the racist live chat and many other member benefits uh, we'll be live on the Legion of Skanks if you're watching this one live in about an hour so tune into that Anthony Cumia joining us on the Ooh. show the great Anthony Cumia uh, alright we will check you guys next week peace Yo MMA rap with Chris J. Gomez.